Welcome to the Lex City Church Podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Lex City, please visit LexCity.Church. Oh, marriage fun. You know, it was the Australian composer in the 18th century, Francine, who simply said it this way. He says, happy is the man who finds a true friend, and far happier is he who finds that true friend in his wife. And so true on that. Over these next few weeks, I'm excited about this morning. We're going to talk about today a little bit. How do we build in friendship as a foundation, not only in the context of dating, but in our marriage lives that we go? And I want to answer kind of three questions today. If I'm dating, why is it relevant? Why, why is it important to have friendship be the basis of where we begin? If I'm married, how do I foster this? How do I grow this in my relationship that it really becomes a foundation that creates this long-term joy? Or thirdly, if I am married and that friendship thing has faded and we're struggling a little bit in that area, how do we reignite it? How do we find hope along those areas? So that's kind of where we want to go uh, over our time today. And so in order to help me with that, I've asked my Tammy to come join us. So thanks, babe, for coming. And uh, when I think about this area of friendship, I think the thing that I really enjoy, it's kind of been really a foundation from our life and our whole relationship together. Why don't you share a little bit just of our history for those that may not be as familiar? Okay. Well, even though we grew up in different states, um, we actually first met the end of our sophomore year in high school at a summer camp in South Dakota. Brian's dad was the basketball coach of the camp that week, and it was the same camp that my family went down from Minnesota to South Dakota for the week of family camp and other things that we did there as well. So basketball was really something that we both really enjoyed doing, and then that's where we met, so kind of our summer romance began on the basketball court, so that's where it all started. Um, we, I remember back then we'd play basketball all day long with all the clinic and everything, clinics that we had and stuff, and then in the evening we'd go to the sweet shop, and at the sweet shop they had a foosball table, and at the foosball table Brian asked me to be his partner, and we were a dynamic duo, weren't we? <laughs> In fact, somebody last hour said, we're going to take you on because they play foosball. Uh-oh. But <laughs> um, so anyways, but um, back in that day, obviously, there were no cell phones um, and no long-distance calling because it just cost too much money, right? You remember those days your parents wouldn't let you call? <laughs> it was so expensive. And if you ever did get the call, you had no privacy because you just had the one phone in the kitchen with the six-foot cord, and everybody was listening in. So, yeah, letters were the thing, weren't it, yeah, back in so those days? Yeah, so we ended up letter writing, snail mail, kept in touch that way till the following summer where we met up again. And, um, and then I attended the same college. Brian asked me out to on a date on my very first day of college, and we dated all four years of college, and then we got married. So really, sports, activity, fun, adventure has really been a big part of our friendship um, over the last years and many, many years. You know, that fun, I think, still remains 33 years later. Yeah, I think that's, I felt good about where we were when, if you remember last summer, I told Tim, hey, we're going to go on a 32-day motorcycle journey across the country. And if you can spend 32 <laughs> days on a bike together, you know, there's hope for your marriage. And it was one of these great uh, adventures. <laughs> that we got to share together, and we're so grateful uh, for that. But I was thinking about that. Since we had met, 
15 years of age. That's a long time ago. Uh, I, I shared it with you on Valentine's Day. I had never really thought about it. Other than my mom, you are the only woman I've ever loved all my life, which is kind of a crazy oh, thought. So no pressure there, babe, but that's kind of it. But I wanted to think a little bit about dating. And then I realized I have nothing to share. I have no dating experience at, at all. And, uh, and even if I did, dating in the 80s is a little bit different than uh, dating today. And so for some of you who are like me, who have been out of the game a long time or never really in the game, uh, I wanted to share with you a little bit of some insight what some of our singles in 2023 are facing and things that have come this way. So, of course, when trying to find out about dating, I went to dating.com and I got all my answers. So let me give you four trends for 2023 for all of our singles. You may know this. And for the rest of us, let us learn together. Four trends coming up in 2023. Number one is virtual relationships. 33% of singles right now anticipate and are planning on doing some dating using the meta-universe. Uh, That's going to be there, all right? So uh, the idea for the singles in the meta-universe is that we can focus more on communication, if it's just the two of us, and we can experience digital intimacy. I'm too old to even know what digital intimacy is, and I'm probably too scared to find out a little bit about this. But think about it. 33%, it will be our avatars, meta-universe, here you come as we go. (laughs) Number two, uh, resolution dating. Survey found that 57% said this, that they will end their relationship because the partner didn't match their personal goals and values. And 60% responded by saying they will slow down a relationship if their partner's behavior habits would get in the way of them reaching their own fitness, wellness, and career goals. And where I love the idea of validating your goals and your feelings on that, can I just remind you, though, if we're not careful, you are not dating somebody or finding a mate so that person can help you get what you want. They are not a means to your end, right? Mutual submission is going to be the key for you in any long-term relationship that's healthy, where both people are dying to self for the betterment of others. So your goals matter, but just don't use people because they get you to their goals along those ways. That's the thing. Number three, uh, budget dating. Um, 2023, they say, expect more monogamy. And I'm like, woo, this is good. Then I read on, uh, which tells me the reason why we're going to see more monogamy in 2023. 61% of singles survey reported that they prefer to date one person at a time in 2023 rather than various people. And why? To save money on first dates. Inflation. It's too expensive to play the field. So uh, one at a time. That's right. We just call it being cheap, but it's, uh, it's budget dating that you'll be experiencing here. And last one, um, LDRs, long-distance relationships. Uh, we're going to see continued and increase on that, which makes, shouldn't surprise us, one-third of all singles at this point anticipate that they will uh, probably be dating in a long-term relationship, but that person isn't in their town or state or, or country even that way. Because of trends that came out a few years ago, including prioritizing travel and exploration, instead of settling down, many people are looking at relationships in a more flexible, open way that they go. Four trends that are there. So I thought maybe I would just add maybe one for you, uh, one final piece of dating advice for 2023, and, and it's simply this. It's, uh, it's sex goggles. And uh, you may be wondering, well, what is sex goggles? Well, remember when you took driver's ed class and they made you put on those beer goggles and they would remind you, listen, if you wear beer goggles, the problem is it, it's going to distort your perspective. It's going to impair your, your ability to make rational decisions and your, you know, it's just going to, can I just remind you, this is what sex goggles do, the exact same thing. They distort and impair your ability to see things clearly 
to make wise choices, uh, to discern things the way. And the problem is with the sex goggles, when you have them on, you're asking this question, right? Is this person the person I'm going to be able to spend the rest of my life with, right? Do they love me for really me or do they love me for what I can provide for them? The problem is these things distort your ability to discern that clearly. So I want to encourage you is take these things off. And you're really going to see your relationship in a much different way. You're going to see it far more clearly. Because we know sex muddies all those things. It distorts. Take off the sex goggles and all of a sudden you're actually going to have to figure out how to do conflict resolution rather than just ignore it and do other things. You're going to have to have conversations and communications in ways that you didn't before because it's there. You're going to work through conflicts. You're going to have to find some common interests. You're actually going to have to plan a date night rather than saying, hey, let's just get together and watch a movie and see what happens. We know what happens. All right? So it will change your relationship. You will know more six months. I'm telling you, if you're in a relationship, six months from now, you'll know that relationship in a far better and deeper way if we can remove those things. Sex changes a relationship. Why? Because that's how God designed it to do those things. So my encouragement for you, right? If you're single, you know, take off the sex goggles. If you're married, put these bad boys on. Uh, because they are amazing. What do you think? Ooh, yeah, they really work. Talking. Yeah, hang on to those. They're available yeah. on Amazon, $19. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll send you the link. But think about this. Cool. They cha- okay, babe, we've got to keep moving on. Uh, they help give us perspective, right, on little problems that just aren't that big of a deal, right? There's just a sense of it creates connection and aloneness with one another. I mean, it's the most fun you can have for free. And so I just encourage you in the marriage part, enjoy those things. Why? Because God created this wonderful thing. When we can experience physical intimacy, it strengthens our emotional intimacy. So for you married folks, Amazon Prime, two days, they're here, enjoy them as we go, all right? And when I think about that idea, as I look towards Scripture, one of the great love stories that we see all throughout Scripture was King King Solomon and uh, his wife, uh, the Shulamite wife. And these two lovebirds, I think are going to model for us today what I want to share with you, maybe four things to continue to grow and develop friendship as the foundation of your relationships as we go. So if you've got your Bibles, let's look at that today. Four things. Solomon, Song of Solomon's chapter 5. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. If you've got your phones, go to lexcity.info. All the sermon notes are there. And you can follow along if you're new. That's the best way to stay connected with all the things that are happening in our church. And it begins here in Song of Solomon chapter 5. And this is what his wife says. His mouth is most sweet, and he is altogether desirable. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughter of Jerusalem. She says, man, beyond his sweet lips, which it must have been something special. She says, hey, this is my friend. This is the one I care for. That friendship was the thing that built this legendary romance that 2,000, over 2,000 years later, we still talk about uh, of these two. So how can we be a better friend? How can we grow that into our relationship? So we know this. Infatuation, it fades. But friendship will grow over time and lead to passion. So let me give you four uh, things. Let me, first one, uh, simply is this. It's intentional time together. Now this one sounds so basic and so simple. But listen, it's hard to build a friendship if we don't spend time uh, together. And so listen again to what uh, Solomon and his wife do is they invite each other to join them in life. Here's what it says, Solomon chapter, Song of Solomon chapter one says this, tell me, you whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flocks, where you make it lie down at noon, 
For why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions? If you do not know, O most beautiful amongst women, follow me in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats beside the shepherd's tent. Here's what she's simply saying. She's, I want to join you. I want to go with you when you spend these days out with the flock, and I want to be a part of what you're doing. She says, great. You want to know where I'm at? Just follow the trail of the sheep that are there, and, and you'll find me. Come join me. She's saying simply this. I want to connect with you in your daily routine, right? I want to be a part of your life, not just something you come home to every days away. I, I want to connect on that level. So she does, and Solomon says, here's my invitation. Come join me with where I'm at. Companionship. She then returns the invitation and invites him to come away with her. Chapter 7 says this, Come, my beloved, let us go out into the fields and lodge in the villages. Let us go out early in the vineyards and see whether the vines have budded, whether the grape blossoms are opened and the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. And Solomon hears these words, there I will give you my love, and his calendar all of a sudden becomes empty. I mean, he's like, I'm there. You know, let's go uh, walk through the blossoms and, and to see all these things. Why? She's inviting him to get away. Um, intentional time to say, this is where I want to go. Here's what we know. It's so hard to be spontaneous and spend time together with each other, especially during certain seasons of life. If you've got young children at home, spontaneity is difficult right? You're just surviving day to day. And so here's what Solomon reminds us. Listen, if you wait until time is convenient, if you wait until you emotionally both feel this way, you're going to be waiting days, months, and even years. So you got to be intentional about your time. Put it on your calendar before your calendar gets filled up with everything else. Make it a priority. Come get away with me, she says. Number two in building up the foundation of friendship would be rekindling fun. Um, I was reminded of this point this last summer when we were at our week-long marriage retreat and, that we went to, and the couples that benefited most were those couples with children in their home. And, you know, it really was that extended time that they had together to do things and just be together and focus on one another and not have to worry about the day's problems or what, you know, what was happening in the home. They just, they had activities to do. They were kayaking and whitewater rafting and hiking and high ropes course. And truly, I mean, they really were just enjoying fun times together and doing things that they just hadn't taken time to do for a long time. Um, and, you know, we heard the testimony over and over then um, at the end of the week. It was like midweek. There was just a, a flip that switched, a switch that flipped. And, uh, you know, at the end of the week, they gave testimony of hearing over and over how powerful it was that they just took the time to have fun together and to laugh together. And Brian and I got to experience that as well. We had the same experience and ex that extended time with activities and things and just rekindling that fun in our relationship. Um, but I know that we can't all get away for extended times. Um, and so there, there also, I have had the opportunity to um, see many of our Lex City couples really do this fun well, and they're very intentional about the fun that they have together. And I know that there are some that do puzzles together. There's some I know that play cards as a couple or board games. There's the restaurant foodies. There's going to the shooting range. Um, there was one couple I know that took ballroom dancing class together this last year, playing pickleball or golf, some just enjoying traveling, whatever it is, doing home projects. The key to just having that success 
of that fun in your marriage is that you both enjoy doing it. Um, and then preferably something that's inexpensive, possibly to do. Um, and that's just important because if you want to both be excited about it, that activity, and it costs too much, then it's really gonna in, inhibit on the amount of time, you know, and doing that on a regular basis. Yeah, and I think that isn't the key, isn't it? It's finding something that you enjoy that you can do consistently on, on a regular basis. And I just wanna say that on that line, because some of it, for some folks that like to travel and, and do vacations and different things like that, I wanna remind you, what you do together is gonna look different at different seasons right. of life. And what you can afford to do in time away is gonna look different at different seasons of life. Uh, we're empty nesters now, and so how we get to go and do time away and even vacation is much different. When we were young and had two boys, we were broke, and our idea of a family getaway vacation would have been like going to Bucky's, you know, and getting ice cream and hoping the mascot's there at a different time. And so what I want to remind you is sometimes if we're not careful, we can sit and compare, especially on social media, and you're like, well, why can't we do that? I'm going to tell you why you can't, because you're at the season of life where that you're not possible. All of us have been at those seasons of life. We have all done PB&J and done camping trips with a tent in the backyard at different seasons. So what I want to just encourage you is just, just do you, be in the moment, enjoy this season. There will be another season where you will get to do all those other things. But if we're not careful, we look and we compare and all of a sudden we begin to resent. Why can't, listen, this is where you're at. It's not forever. Enjoy it. Take it all in. It's a special time of year. In different seasons, different things will come. Listen, your kids don't need Mickey. They just need you to be present, engaged, and involved in their life. And so relax, enjoy, different seasons, different yeah, things will and, come. And many couples just forget to enjoy yeah. the things that they first started doing when they were dating, you know, and those are just those fun things that they did as friends. So. Um, I just, I cheer on those of you who are doing things together already and cultivating that fun and rekindling that fun in your marriage and I'm cheering you on. Some of you maybe just need to look at that and say, you know, maybe that's something that we need to do is rekindle the fun in our marriage. So try some new things. Maybe, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little, volunteer together, maybe downtown at the soup kitchen or paint a canvas together, paint something together or go canoeing or maybe it's just hiking or maybe it's just walking around the block and just taking that time together and just laughing not you know focusing on whatever issues may be at hand but just laughing together and enjoying each other's company um, canoeing decorating a cake together we would decorate very differently you could use the decorating cake all different ways but frosting um, skydive maybe whatever it is but figure out what it is that that brings fun and rekindle that fun and then just laugh together. It's so important. I think that's a good one. Sky, I don't recommend skydiving. That was not good for our marriage. But uh, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying. There was something that excited you about the person you're spending your life with. There was something early on that you enjoyed. Just go back to those things. Embrace it as they go. That's such a good one. I think the third one is I, I think it's really key and I've seen in our relationship that's been a difference. Is really, I would just say this. Look for the win, right? Look for the win. In your, in your partner. We live in a world that's full of critics, right? Full of haters. I mean, we, we don't need more negativity. One of the greatest gifts that you can give your spouse, or if you're dating, one of the greatest gifts you can give is to be their biggest cheerleader on different things. Look for the win. Look for, look for times when you can say yes to what they ask for or what they need that you can respond in such a way. I mean, that's been a really gift Tammy's been a really gift for me in that area. You know, through our years, uh, she's been a great cheerleader. There have been moments 
in ministry-wise where I've been discouraged or just not confident, and at those lowest moments, she's come along and, and just spoken words of encouragement and hope and uh, affirmation. Uh, every Sunday morning, she prays for me before I get to come up here, just knowing the insecurities that I have towards these things. And so that's a gift. So I just encourage you, man, be a, a cheerleader for that person as they go. Know your, your partner, right? We talk a lot here about temperaments, uh, and we have that color series. If, you, if you're not quite familiar with that, go online sometime and watch our color series. It just talks about temperaments, knowing how the other, your spouse is, is wired and, and mo what motivates them. Tammy knows in our years we've learned uh, nagging and um, feelings of disrespect cause me just to shut down. Mm -hmm. If you can find ways to celebrate and encourage, that fills my heart, and I'll do just about anything you want if I believe that you believe in me in that process. And so that's been um, an important thing. And that's not always easy to do, right? Especially if your temperament is wired towards maybe some perfectionism, if you're wired towards controlling, you know how it is. Uh, it's just easier to sometimes to do it yourself and you would just do it better. And so, but if you are wired that way and your partner is wired like I'm wired, uh, who is not very perfectionistic and not overly motivated at certain times, right? You've got to figure out how we do this and how we find some common ground and, uh, and how we go about to do that. So I've, what I've appreciated about Tammy is she has found a way to work hard, to look for the wins, knowing that's the thing that really will produce in me oh, some you of those mean benefits. The things like what? I'm thinking dirty dishes go in the dishwasher, but the win is when they're at least brought upstairs from the man cave and put 17 in the sink. steps from the yeah. basement to the I'm sink. I'm pretty maybe good. Stinky socks go in the wash, but the win would be that they're not laying on the living room floor any longer. Yeah, I, I, I maybe I could celebrate the win that you put the toothpaste cap on even though you still squeeze it in the middle. I, I mean, I, just things I, like, yeah, you I think, know. I well, I have one kind of, I think they're kind maybe of getting Maybe celebrating a win that you pull the sheets up on the bed when you get out in the morning, but you leave the pillows on the floor. Who needs 19 <laughs> pillows on a bed? Can, I, can we just talk about that? I mean, what in the world? Well, we don't have that many Yeah, we're down to 11. <laughs> but come on, yeah, I... I kind of hear what Anyways, you're saying. But, but what I've appreciated about that, yeah. and we joked about that, but I've really grown in that, in some areas that really were deficiency along that. And Tammy has really helped me. And what's helped me is I'm understanding that that's important to her so it can be important to me. If she would have just continued to nag, get those dishes here, that just shuts me down. But if I can realize it, to her that's important, and so it's what I can do that speaks to her, and so that's been a really helpful. Yeah, so I, and I've it's appreciated those wins it. that say, I appreciate that yeah. you brought the dishes up. I appreciate rather that you didn't do this. But, and I have learned so much from you as well. I mean, I have learned to not be wound quite so tight and be a little bit more flexible. And, you know, so it I think it has been ways. that, yeah. I think picking your battles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything is in a battle. Right. Because if you fight every battle, you'll win none of them. So if you find yourself that, find what's important to you, pick the battles that are important. And then have that conversation, but then the other part, give grace. And I think for us, when you say, that's really what has added, because we've had seasons of life, where, marriage, where that was really hard, mm -hmm. but it's added the fulfillment, and where I think we really turned the corner, is when we really started to, to pick those battles wisely, mm -hmm. figure out how we can build on each other's strengths. And again, it doesn't mean that you don't point out areas of weakness. It doesn't mean you don't point out areas of struggle, but we just don't start with there. Right. Our default is... 
I'm going to find the win and celebrate the win. Does that make sense? We've been in seasons when our default was you're not fulfilling my expectations, and that just gets you in this cycle cycle. where you're nitpicking. Mm -hmm. If I can default with, I'm going to celebrate where I see it, and ultimately that makes such such a difference. Yeah, thanks. That's a great thought, Tim. We'd say a final one, maybe. Oh, would be planning goals together, I think, is important in building a foundation. Um, when you become married, you kind of need to replace the me with the we. Um, figure out together what are some of your family goals, some of the values and the ethics that you will have in your home. Um, and we all have different goals. Um, for some of us, it may be buying a new home or moving out into the country or getting a camper or whatever that is. But um, the important thing about having goals is that it helps identify what you're going to say no to in order to say yes to the things that are truly of value to you both. Um, and I know for us, one of our big goals when we started a family was that I would be able to stay home and raise our boys and care for our boys. And so that required some significant changes. We had to make some changes um, and rework our budget. And there were extra hours of work and there was some side hustles and all that stuff. But And there were many long, hard days. I remember those really long, hard days. <laughs> I love being home with my boys. I don't like being home with my boys, you know, and they just get so long. But we remind, in those times, we would remind each other what those goals were. And I really think the key to, to that was accepting the roles that we have agreed to play to reach those goals. So um, accepting the role that we agreed. And so on those hard days then, um, we're reminding each other and we're together on the same team reaching the goal. And then also realizing that that goal and the time that we're in that may be just really hard and we're sacrificing a lot and giving up is a season. Um, looking back, you know, that se- the season statement is just so true. Whatever season you are in now does not mean that it will last forever. Um, Our goals have changed over the different seasons that we've had. We are far from those first goals of when we started a family. Now we're into kind of the retirement soon years and grandparenting in a couple more months. We get that. And so some totally new um, experiences and new goals that we have. But I think one thing that we have learned um, from our past is and knowing that the experiences that we've had is what we're able to accomplish those together when we have a we goal that's both of us together. Um, The we goal strengthens us, it built trust in each of us so that even when we have challenges that come or the hard days, whatever, we're able to feel secure together in our relationship and we have a confidence in one another for that new season or to figure out that next new um, goal. So, you know, we just figured out together that we make a great team. So let's do it together. Yeah, I think that's a great thought, babe. And I think it is that the idea of seasons. You know, if I could look back, probably one of my mistakes in so many parenting in other places is sometimes I felt like the moment that I'm in and how hard it was, like it would never end. And like, so I made adjustments for that moment and I didn't have the perspective. If I would just waited another two years or three years, it's a whole new season and things are much different. And so I just encourage you, what you are in today is not forever. It is for a period of time. And some of these seasons are really, really hard, but they won't be that way forever. And so just hang on, do what you need to do in those moments and uh, and trust God with it. And it ever changes and and ever evolves. So that's such a great thought. You know, I was thinking this morning as we, we shared some of these things, and for some of you, you're hearing these four steps and 
you're kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a fan. That's not my world. That's a fantasy world that you're living in. And you don't understand my struggle. And I just want to take time to acknowledge that to be so true. You could be at a season right now and relationally where it is overwhelming, right? If you're honest, like you're just emotionally empty. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, I don't know if we can do this thing. Maybe you're at a point like I want to work on that and your spouse is at a point they just don't have anything to give and, and you're at that moment wondering if there's any hope. Can I just encourage you today, man, there's hope. Man, don't give up. Don't give up. That God is a God of change and God is a God of hope. And in Jesus, what we just sang a little bit easier earlier, right? He is a way maker. He can make a way in this season. He can make a way even in the midst of some of your difficult circumstances. And he can make a way of change. And the reality is that change many times, it's going to begin with you. And your heart changing a little bit in that moment. So if that's you today and what you hear, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this series. This is just overwhelming. Can I just encourage you to start your day and just give it to the Lord Acknowledge, God, this is where I'm at. Man, my, my cup is empty. I'm so discouraged. God, today, I, I need you to restore my love. God, I need you today to give me fresh eyes. I need you to give me a new heart. Today, help me to find the win. Help me to know today one thing I can do to serve them even though I don't feel like anything's coming back. If you're married, pray for your spouse by name. God, do a work. Do a work in me first, but God, do a work in their heart. Do a work in our marriage. And over time, just see what God would do. God, today, give me a spirit of forgiveness towards others and forgiveness even for myself. God, help me start a new and a fresh because we know God can change things. In this room are couples who thought it was over and yet today find themselves connected and together here in ways they never experienced. Just don't give up. The beauty is, not only do we have the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts that works, is God's given us the beauty of people and other people to journey with this. And for some of you, that's kind of where you're at. Can I just encourage you, God has placed people in your life, or sometimes it's so great to get a third party who's just outside of your sphere, right? You just need somebody, wonderful, godly counselors, wonderful couples that have been through this process before that can mentor and come alongside of you. For us here at Lex City, you know, every Sunday we say it often, and we've got a prayer team that's down here every week. Many of them are couples, and I'm just gonna tell you, there's no perfect marriages amongst them. Tammy and I, by no means, have a perfect marriage. We all have been through seasons and we understand what it's like to be living with a roommate rather than a spouse. And you're like, oh, are we ever gonna connect? We've all been there, right? So that's you today, man, no judgment. These are just folks who wanna come alongside you, pray with you, celebrate you, walk along. My encouragement again is just don't do this in isolation. Find somebody to come alongside and do that. The hope is this, that God says, the creator of this very thing called relationship and marriage says, listen, let me just remind you how it works, right? First John 4 says, listen, as you grow in love more with Jesus, you'll have more love for other people and you'll have more love 
for your spouse. So my encouragement today is let's just go back to the basics. Let's laugh. Let's rekindle what was that fun. Rekindle that friendship that this whole thing began with before it got so complicated and so difficult. Because infatuation will fade, but friendship will grow, and it ultimately will turn into passion. Let's pray together. Tam, why don't you come pray for us this morning? Heavenly Father, God, we just come before you this morning, and we just thank you for the opportunity to dig into your word and to see your truth and to be reminded of the importance of relationships and creating us in community. And God, I just, I thank you for that. And yet, God, we know that relationships are just hard. They can be hurtful. They can be messy. And yet also, God, you have given us joy in them. And um, may we celebrate that as well and be encouraged with that. And God, just as we, we look to the future and what you have for each one of us and in our relationships and friendships, God, I'm just reminded of Isaiah 41, 30, God, that says those who mount up with wings as eagles, God, when we come before you, when we wait on you, when we trust on you, God, that you will mount us up with wings like eagles, that you will help us to run. You will help us to walk and not grow weary. And so, God, may we just renew our commitment and in our relationships, God, that we find joy You are a father of joy. And may we look for that fun in our relationships, God. And may we be forgiving of others, full of grace. And thank you for the hope that we have in you that all things are possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Lex City Church podcast. If you would like to support ministries of Lex City, visit lexcity.church slash give. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at Lex City Church for more encouraging teachings and content.